I first, Rabbi Sai, before we start, I want to welcome Rabbi Garfield Ari's <laughs> most of the world, most of the world had a shocker when Rev Geisler announced in our world that he's moving to Houston. To many people, like where, and to us, like the Garfields are there. Anybody's moving there, like it's like the center of the world. Came out, Ari's there, Chaim's there. So, but thank you for coming here today. Thank you, Ray Garfield. Thank you. A welcome to Ray Horowitz as well. Both. Both Rabbanimir helped out the Yeshiva Tana, which I appreciate a lot, of Waterbury. So we thank you. They're both Shluche Mitzvah, and we thank you for being here for your help. In, in the third parak of Shari Tshuva, Rabbeinu Yoyna speaks about the Isser of Hanifa. In English, we say flattery, and he speaks about the Isser Hanifa. And he describes nine. Chalakim, nine levels of the Isser Hanifa flattery. It's very, very different than you and I are, think, are used to thinking about. Simcha, when we think about flattery, we tend to think, J.D., in terms of you tell somebody like nice things that you don't really believe. And you flatter a person, you say kind things that you're not really beshlemus about. And that's what we associate in English when we say to flatter somebody in a negative connotation, we picture saying things that you don't really believe, nice things. And we assume that this Isser of Hanifa, this Isser Daraisa of flattering, is we connect to that. When you learn Rebbeinu Yaina, it really, none of his lying levels are that, none of that. That's actually just lying. When you say to somebody you're the nicest guy and you don't think they're nice, you're a liar, that is not the Hanifa that the Torah really speaks about. Rabbeinu Yaina lists nine levels of flattery, and you'll see none of the levels are that. His first level of flattery, that's the strictest. When you say the first level, Ramesha Feinstein Paskins, that this is the only Isser Burr, he calls it, of flattery. Ramesha was asked, are yeshivas allowed to honor a sinning person? Could they honor at their dinners? Is that a pl- problem of flattery? And Ramesha said, the Isser Burr, what's included in the Isser Darais is only the first level of Rabbeinu Yaina. Every subsequent level is, is some sort of, it's, it's abizrayu, if you will. It's, a, it's like close to it. It's, it's also usser. It's, it's part of the intention of Hashem, but not part of mamish the isser. The isser of flattery, says Rabbeinu Yaina, is if a person does an avera and you tell him, you didn't do sin. A guy sins and you say you didn't do sin. A guy comes and says, I feel so badly. I did this. Yeah, you didn't do any wrong. And he did wrong. That is the Isser Darais of Hanifa. Rabbeinu Yaina says a person has to put his life in danger, has to jeopardize his life. Chayiv Adam Limser Asma person has to put himself in danger. He doesn't say give up your life. It's interesting. We know we have Dinim in the Torah a person has to die for. This one, Rebbeinu Yaina writes that a person has to put himself into danger and don't transgress this Avera. Don't tell somebody you sinned, loy pa'al and you didn't do an Avera. 
it's complex. Once in a while, a bacher will have some anxiety related to sin, and he's being way too anxious. And we all make mistakes. We're human, and everything's in front of him. You still have to be careful in what you're expressing. You can't say you didn't do wrong. That's an isidaraisa. To say to somebody who sinned, loy pa'alta oven, it's not a sin. Wow, that was cool what you did. That is an iser daraisa. It's the same eating chazer. That's chanifa. That's the exact chanifa of the Torah. The guy does a sin and you say, oh, that was great what you did. Loifa'alta oven, you did not sin. That is the iser daraisa of chanifa. The next level of chanifa, chela kasheni, which Ramesha says would not mamish be the Isser Daraisa, but it's included in the Isser Daraisa, is to give honor to a Russia. It's to honor a Russia. And it has nothing, you give honor to a Russia, is, a, is, is touches the Isser Daraisa flattery. And it has nothing to do with you, you can honor a good point about him. Years ago, there was a manager in baseball, managed the White Sox, then the Marlins, he managed a few teams, and this guy got up and said a praise of Yamach Shemay, of the Nazi murder, the head of the Nazis, I don't want to say his name around here, but he, he, and he, he said a praise, and the backlash was crazy against him. So the, the, this manager said, like, incredulously, he's like, I, ne- I, I think the guy's disgusting. I hate the guy. I was pointing out a good quality of his. I'm praising, let's say, his raincoat. He was praising some aspect. I don't even want to say the aspect he was praising. He said, I think the guy's a sicko and a murderer and a horrible person. I was praising, and he was, like, surprised that there was something wrong. Mishpatim bal the goyim don't know our Torah. And that's the second level of Hanifa is you don't praise a Russia, even a true praise of a Russia, you don't do, that's Hanifa. To praise a Russia is Hanifa. Even a true praise, because we don't want to celebrate a Russia. And that's what Benu Yainis says is the second. If you praise a Russia in front of people, whether he's there or not. And even though you're not denying he's a horrible person, you're just praising that he wears such a nice coat. Mm-hmm. On that it says, now it's funny, Rabbeinu Yoyin's Lashen is as you say, Ki Ish Toivu, but he says, you're Mahalala Rasha Bifnei Bnei Adam. And he says that he brings a pasuk in, Mish, in Mishlei that Oizvei Torah, those that forsake the Torah, Yahalu Russia praise Rishon. And he says this is part of Hanifa to praise a Russia. Comes the Gemara, comes the Gemara, and the Gemara says that at a time where it's life threatening, if you're worried about our lives, Esav is coming to Yaakov Avinu, and Pasha Yaakov Avinu's life is on the line. And Yaakov praises Esav. So it's an Isser Daraisa of Hanifa, of flattery, praising a Russia. Says, says, um, says the Gemara, since he was worried for his life, it becomes mutter to do Hanifa. And Yaakov Avinu did Hanifa of Esav. I want to learn this sugya. I always learned it, Akiva, as a child. I want to learn it as an adult. It's not what we're thinking, J.D., when we were little, we understood like Yaakov flattered Esav, his life's on the line. So he said nice things about Esav as some trick. 
understand it's not the story. I want to relearn the story in a much more sophisticated way because I just think it's true. And then there's a lot to learn from it. In the Psukim by Yaakov and Esav, by Yaakov and Esav, so Esav's coming, so Yaakov says to his shluchim, So said your servant Yaakov, and he says, he says, Listen what I want you to tell my master Esav. This is what he says, Yaakov has shluchim, I'm going to go speak to Esav. Now obviously to Esav they're going to say flattering things. But behind Esav's back, he says to the messengers, so you should say to my master Esav. Now why did he say my master Esav? is behind, he should say, this is what I want you to tell that jerk, that bum, that horrible human being, that poor excuse. He's talking behind Esav's back. And he says, So you should say to my master Esav. Why did he call him my master Esav? He's behind Esav's back. Now I admit, one could say pshat, that if you rip them behind the back, they won't do a good job to Esav. But the Torah has no reason to record that. Everything recorded in the Torah is saying the emes, is saying what's true Lenetza. This is so strange. Behind Esav's back, he should say to the shluchim, this is what you should tell that jerk, Esav. And tell him, oh, my master, v'chulu, v'chulu. But behind his back, he says, l'adoni l'esav. And what I believe simple pshat is, is it says it's mutter to flatter a Russia when your life depends on it. Does not mean to tell him sheker things. That's not flattery. If you look at Hanifa, flattery is to praise a Russia real. Esav the Russia had real qualities. Chazal tell us about the qualities of Esav. Where it was mutter flattery meant that Yaakov Avinu's machne was busy with the mindless of Esav. They were nishtoimim from Esav. There was no pretend. You're allowed to flatter. And the reason it worked, there was no, no trick would work. I think they would come to Esav and start saying, Esav, he would say, knock it off. I'm coming to kill Yaakov Avinu. It means Yaakov Avinu's camp, this is remarkably dangerous. They were busy with the Milus of Esav. They were Nishtaimim from Esav. As of course one could be Nishtaimim from every human being. Human beings have Milus. And Yaakov Avinu's camp, because they were worried it was Pikuach Nefesh, so they were, they were allowed to do Hanifa. And what they did was, they were busy with the Milus of Esav. That's why it worked. So they came to Esav and they were talking behind Esav's back. It's nothing to do in front or not in front. It's not what you tell somebody. It's you're busy with the Milus of a Russia. Hanifa is to be Mahalal, a Russia, to sing praises. Our job normally, we have an ayin toiv. We try to see good in people. Here you have a Russia, so the job is, not to, is, is to not see the good in him. Is to not focus or notice or celebrate in any which way is Milus. Don't notice the nice belt the Russia's wearing. You're not busy with his Milus. He's a Russia. And you're not busy. So you're not busy with his Milus. Here when it was mutter flattery meant when there's a heter of flattery, it meant they were busy with Esav's Milus. 
So they went a shtaymim from Esav. So behind Esav's back, he said, Remember Esav, they were shtelling to his milas. And they, in that way, they felt lower Esav's kibbutz. It doesn't tell us what milas they were, they were shtelling to, they were applying to, but they were busy with the good things about Esav. Amazing chiddush, you're allowed to do a pikuach nefesh. I, you could ask it, Bam Kasha, because Rabbeinu Yoinah says, Chayiv Adam Limser Atzma Lissakana, that you have to give up your life. So what do you mean it's mutter? So that you have, Rabbeinu doesn't say it to answer that Kasha. That is a Kasha from Gemara Nadarm on Rabbeinu Yoinah. You'd have to say here that Rabbeinu Yoinah doesn't say it on Madrega 2, 3, 4, 5. Only on Madrega 1, he says, Chayiv Adam Limser Atzma Lissakana. So you could tell that on the lower madregas of Hanifa, you don't have to give up your life. There's a lower madrega. You're not saying loy pa'alta oven. You're not agreeing to ace of sin. On the lower madrega, you don't have to give up your life. So what comes out, and what, what comes out happened is that Yaakov Avinu's camp was busy with the milus of Esav. But I want, I want to bring something out with this. And I want to say, here you're talking about Rosham. And there's a sugya on a Russia, there's such a sugya on a Russia, that there's a sugya on a Russia that you're not let it be busy with his milus. There's a sugya, there's such a sugya on a Russia. But I want to say, and I'm gonna, I want to tell you a Mesa, I want to say that on another, per, on a Russia, if you ch- start seeing his milus, it's very, very dangerous. And you're not supposed to be busy. But even on an ace of a horrible Russia, a biblical Russia, an all-time Russia, if you would focus on his milus, you'd be able to see tremendous milus. Now, it's dangerous, and don't engage in that. Pikuach Nevesh, they were allowed. Understand on human beings that we could be nishtaymin from every yid. If we would focus on people's good points, we could be amazed from people's milus. It's shayich to be amazed by people's <coughs> milus. And if we learn, I, I have this chiddush on any single guy, and I've seen this, and I'm going to tell you a maise. It's the, bad, it's the Basayin's yard site today. I'm going to tell you a maise with the Basayin in a minute. But I want to tell you that if we, I want to say that if we find something good in a person, if we find a mile in a mensch, once you see a good thing, you'll end up looking at him differently and seeing tons of milus. I have seen it in yeshiva. A 10th grader comes. He's a guy, a dude. He's a guy walking around. If you find one thing in him, you see one story in him, but something that genuinely impresses you. The dorm counselors look for this, but you need one thing, but genuine, not pretend. One thing, it could be anything that punk wins you over and you're one, you're like, this guy, oh my goodness. You start seeing hundreds of incredible things. That's what happens. Your whole look at him is different and you're in already. You start like noticing you and you see things that you're shocked you didn't see before. I had a, I had a mice in yeshiva with a bacher. We had the big rabbit on our campus for years. And I found a bachar in yeshiva, a guy. A bachar in yeshiva had a Dude. difficult life. And I found him behind the dining room feeding the rabbit. 
I like animals a lot. Yisrael Meir fed him when he came Shabbos. But I found this bacher and he told me daily, he said, I don't give him carrots. He's not so into carrots, into apples. And he put the, every day he feeds him apples in the mouth. He became my Rebbe, this bacher. I'd walk into the dining room, a packed dining room. I just looked, where is that bacher? He feeds the rabbit every day. I saw afterwards things in the bacher that, that were life-changing. For me, I like animals. This guy takes the time. You, don't, you didn't feed the rabbit every day. This guy saw a big rabbit every single day, cut up, and he found the food the rabbit liked best. He didn't put it on the floor. He put piece by piece in the rabbit's mouth. What a caring, sensitive soul. Once I saw that, I saw tons of other things in the guy. There was a different approach on the person already. Now, that's the danger on a Russia, by the way. You can understand the danger of Hanifa because you already have a... What do you say? I'm just pointing out he has a nice coat. But when you see his nice coat, you're going to get into the mensch. That's what happens, Loran. Now, in Russia, don't do this. Don't see his belt. Don't, it's dangerous to see a good belt on a Russia. So make sure, I don't know, it's just so hard. I'm not, I'm not being... You're not allowed to be nishtoyment from the Russia's belt. And on another yid, be nishtoyment from his belt. It's an eight of from his belt. There's a Maisa with the Basayin whose yard site is today. He was 65 and he moved to Eretz Yisrael. Here he was a Chassidish Rebbe. He had a Malucha. He, he was a Talmud. The Basayin was a Talmud of Rebbe Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev. He was a Talmud of the Bardichev. What? <laughs> so it's interesting. My whole life, I was attracted to the teachings of the Dusha Slevi. The the Kedusha Slavia, the Baditchva, was known as the Sanegar of Klal Yisrael, the protector of Klal Yisrael. He saw good in Yidin and always spoke Tov on Yidin. I was excited. I only found out much later in life. And it's interesting. These are spiritual things, who you connect to. I always liked his teaching and only found out later on that I was born on his yard site. And then I had a mice in Naira, and I always felt that the, the Baditchva, Chafei Tishri. I went to Eretz Yisrael, and I have a thing at Kfarim. I don't like preparing too much to daven at Kfarim. We all become too robotic. I hold you, go to a kever and let yourself loose. See what comes out. Don't, we come like I'm davening for this. We, we stifle ourselves. Different Kfarim produce different things in you. Go and don't have so much plans. Go and just let it loose. Let loose. And you'll see, by the way, this and things will happen. This kevri will daven for this. Another kevri will daven for something else will come to your mind. You'll see. Let the experience happen. Don't stifle the experience. So I was going around to Kfarim. And for some reason, I can't even explain it. At the time, I didn't know why. Now I understand it. I went around with my wife and we were davening all day. And the one that res- something happened at the Basayin's kevri. And, and, I was, and I only found out later, he was a Talmud. His Rebbe was the Ketusha Slevi, the Bardet Shiva. And that was the, his, he was a Talmud. He moves to Eretz Yisrael, to Tzvas. He was 65. In a wild move, he had a whole Hasidus in Europe. He was a Rebbe with a Hasidus. It seems he had some sort of Malucha, and he gave it all up, moves to Tzvas. He was there for a while, and he had a lot of frustrations. Eretz Yisrael's nickness be Yisurim. And he had frustrations to see why did I give up? He gave up a lot. He was teaching Torah. He was impacting a mass. And here he just gives it up to Tzvas. And it happened on Zion Cheshvan. 
On Zion Cheshvan, when he was very frustrated, even it's hard to know exact details of his life. He was at a very tumultuous period. Svas had a lot of tragedies then. We don't even know. It seems he had no kids. He might have had two daughters who would have terrorists. It's not 100%. But he's in Svas, that we do know. And we do this story. I spoke to somebody who learns his, who learn, who, who learns his Svarim, the Basayan. And this story, it seems, is a, is a true story, that he, it made a tremendous impact on the Basai, and he was going to leave. His name was Ravram Dave, and he was frustrated in Eretz Yisrael. He had Yisurim there and had Stadim to go, back to, to go back to his original country. And on Zion Cheshven in Eretz Yisrael, the Yidden start davening for rain. They say, Saint Talumata, they daven for rain. Saint Talumata. It's a very appropriate story. Two days ago, we started in America. They started Zion Cheshvan, Eretz Yisrael. And he sees the ladies of Tzvas. The Gemara speaks about back in the day that Rav Tashmisham Bechatzer. The Gemara already speaks the houses used to be very small. And you did most of your tasks outside of the house. People did their laundry. People actually cooked in their courtyards. In Tzvas, they had very small houses. And they did a, they did a lot of stuff on their rooftops. And they had all different things on the rooftops. And the Basayan sees on Zion Cheshvin, the ladies of the town in Svas are all clearing off the rooftops. So he stops and he said, what's going on? Like, what's happening? It was his first, his first Cheshvin in Eretz Yisrael. He said, what's going on? It's a clear blue sky. So they said, what do you mean? It's going to rain. He said, it's going to rain. Did you, did you look up? He said, no, what do you mean? We're starting tonight to daven the St. Talumatar. We're asking Hashem for rain. Pashtos will listen to us. And he was nishtaymim. It changed. He said it was a moment, an important moment. He ended up becoming a very important Rav in Svas. And it changed his whole look at the matzav in Eretz Yisrael. He saw such a munah that Yidin assumed it was going to rain. We're davening for rain. He was nishtaymim from the amuna of the Yidin. He was Nishtaim. And of course, once you see one mice like that, you get opened eyes. That's how it works. Then he saw Dvarim Niflam, and of course, he stayed in Eretz Yisrael, the Basayim. But this Yisayim, once you have good eyes to see Milus in somebody, but it has to be Milus you're really Nishtaimim from. But once you have something and you see something and it catches you, your eyes are opened already. And with open eyes, you'll see more and more and more. The key is to open up the eyes. It's different by everybody what opens up our eyes. And the nikud, and, and it could be very physical, Miles. By me, if a guy dresses neat, I'm, I can't keep my clothing neat. If a guy can dress neat, I'm like Nishtaim. If he has a good head of hair, for sure, I'm Nishtaim. I won't explain that one. Lemay said, once and once you're Nishtaimim, you'll see Dvarim Niflam. You'll see eternal zachim once you're, but you have to read, it's, it's not to say to somebody else, I'm the shleiman. You have to be, MS, be impressed and find the mila, and once you find the mila, you're in. And this is the counter of the Isser by a Russia. By a Russia, you're not allowed to be Mahalala Russia. Because it's dangerous, because you'll be in. You'll be in very dangerous. Yaakov Avinu did it and it worked. The reason it worked for Esau, because it wasn't what you thought. When you were younger, he flattered Esau, so he told him some compliments, and that wasn't, that's garnished. That doesn't, that's sheker, that's not Hanifa. That's some stupidity. Hanifa is that you're looking at Russia and you, and you see his milus. 
and you're busy with a mile, you're mahalal Russia, means you hold by phenemis. And Yaakov Avinu's camp was busy with Milus. It's not, it's not befanav or shaloi befanav. It's not relevant. It's not, as the as the Rebbeinu Yaina writes, hachanav asher yahalo Russia befnebim befanav shaloi befanav. It's it's nothing to do. There's no such chanifa to the guy. There's no such thing like it's just sheker. Chanif is what you hold. You mahalo the Russia. You mam you nishtaimim from a mile of the Russia. In Yaakov Avinu's camp, they were busy with Esav's mila. Tremendously dangerous. It was pekuach nefesh. So they were being nishtaim. So behind Esav's back, they said, They were all like wide eyed about Esav. Of course, when they went to Esav, that's very, very powerful. This is something only pekuach nefesh. Don't turn this, don't use this kayak for Russia. But for tzaddikim, for klal Yisrael, for a yid, very much turn on this kayak. Be mahalal a yid. Praise a yid, but be'emes. See a mylin yid. See a mylin a yid. I always tell Rebbeim that you, the year doesn't start, any Rebbe, the year doesn't start till I, I, oh, I speak to Rebbeim. You, you have to two things. You have to be nishtoyming from a bacher something you're amazed by, and you have to know what he's amazed by himself. You have what you're amazed about him, and you know what he likes about himself. It's sometimes the same, and sometimes not. You, you have a mile in this person. There's something you... The year doesn't start. You have nothing to teach a person. You won't, you won't impact somebody you're not amazed by. But the year starts when you have a mile in him and you know what he thinks is mile. Sometimes it's the same. Sometimes he thinks it's mile. He might not even have that. Doesn't, but you have to know what he holds his mile is and what do you hold his mile is. Then the year starts. Now you're ready to begin. There's somebody in the Steinman from. There's somebody you're amazed by. Now you're ready to dig in. Now you'll, and you'll see other Zachen once you're amazed. Till you catch the guy feeding a rabbit, you have nothing to teach him. In the garnish. You don't see an amazing person. At the point you've, you've, ident- you, you've, you've captured through to the Nisham, now already you saw a soul. You, saw, you know what you're dealing with, an amazing, that's what you're dealing with, a, a Hecher and a Shama. At that point, you'll see other Zachim. You're in already, you'll see other things, you'll notice things. The Hefech. I want to continue, but we, we, I asked Shloyme to get his guitar. Here we have Ari's father here to just greet with the chief, Hanifa, to say like some chief, welcome. We greet him. What about we greet with music? Where is Shloyme? Zichr, we should do oh, So first, Rav Harowitz asked. So first, wow. we'll do the Bardich Menigin. That we'll do without music. We'll do Tzazamen. And then afterwards, Shloyme. Come forward, Shloyme. You have your guitar? Yeah. Oh, come here yeah, first, we'll start. Here. Yeah. Why should we do it? Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. First, yeah. 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 Yeah.
no doubt about it. <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> it's funny, I've asked on those words that Shloyme sang to us, it always sounds, it's, David HaMelech says, L'cha, representing Hashem, Omar Libi, my heart says, Bak Shufan, I seek me. Our hearts, speaking on behalf of Hashem, whisper to us, seek me, seek Hashem. And David HaMelech says, Panech Hashem Avakish, I just go, I seek Hashem. So we tell people all the time, seek Hashem. We always tell people day and night, go to the dorms, seek a- nobody runs. What's this, that, what's this trick? It just goes. The answer is, when you hear your own lave say it, you follow it. When others are telling you, you're saying, you're saying, I hear, I hear. When my heart, my own heart says, we just run. A lot of what's done in yeshiva is to allow a person, instead of us, sometimes we're so telling people all day, I tell him, I tell him, I tell him. Allow and create an environment that he can tell himself. Because when he says it to himself, people go, when his own heart tells it to him, he can make his mama proud and his dad proud and his grandmother and his baba and his rebbe and all the whole community. Everybody's telling him, but that, that doesn't, as Panach Hashem doesn't happen when everybody else tells him. When Lecha Omar Libi, when my heart speaking on behalf of Hashem and a person hears his own self saying it, it's Panach Hashem she runs and pursues it. I wanted, a, I wanted to end, thank you, Shlomo, beautiful song. I wanted to... I wanted, to end, I wanted to end with one quick, a quick nekuda that David HaMelech says, that, that the Pasuk says, Yaakov Avinu says a line, a very, very scary Pasuk in the Torah. He says, Katainti Mikola Hasadim. Yaakov Avinu says, Katainti Nismatuz My bank account is depleted. I've depleted my merits through the Hasadim Shasisi the Hasadim and the Emes that Hashem did for me. That's what Yaakov Avinu says. All the kindness of Hashem has been very pricey for me. It's costly. That's what, that's what, and the question is that every single yid has to contend Hashem is constantly doing kindness to us. Does that deplete our bank accounts, the chesed of Hashem? It's scared. Should it be scared? Should we get scared? Oh no, I had a good piece of news. Hashem is constantly doing tremendous kindness to us. So are we worried? We have good things. Shleimah comes and sings us a beautiful song. So it's Gishmak. So we enjoy. So we worry. So it's very costly. Expensive, delightful friendship and all the delightful things. What's the answer to Katainti Mikola Hasadim? Why isn't that a, 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 a shash of nismatus chuyaisai? We're using up merits in getting their costly. You don't get things armed free. And what's the answer to all the chesed, Eli, all the kindness that Hashem bestows upon us? So does it make us, does it, does it cost us? Does it deplete our, our bank accounts?
It's very expensive then to get a kindness. It's very, very expensive. There's a mice with Rev Hutner, Elio. Somebody drove Rev Hutner somewhere. And Rav Hutner wanted to give him like money for gas. And the guy didn't want to ex- take the money. No, no, Rebbe, no, no. Rav Hutner said, it's much too expensive for me not to pay. Rav Hutner chap, not paying would be much more expensive. The guy's doing a chesed. When he's saying don't pay, means I want a lot more money than that. It's expensive to get kindness. To get chesed from somebody is very expensive. Here Hashem does us chesed. Does that deplete our merits? And I wanted to say specifically in the month of Kislev, in the month of, we, we, we have a yantav of Hanukkah coming up, a yantav of Lohaydeh that the answer to Katayti Mikola Chasadim, if the Chesed Hashem turns into a relationship to Hashem, I feel Hashem's love of me and I appreciate it, and it turns into relationship. I'm thankful and appreciative to the giver of the kindness. So then it's not schar, it actually helps the relationship. The Rambam says like this, the Rambam asks Akasha. The Rambam asks, the Gemara Kedushin says, schar mitzvah there's no schar for mitzvahs in this world. Gemara Kedushin, that mem. Frek the Rambam, in Kriyashma, we say, if you listen to the words of Hashem, the second parish of Kriyashma, I'll send rain. You see there's schar for mitzvahs? Says the Rambam, that's not schar. It's not the reward. That's the same, the analogy of the baseball player where they give him, buy him gloves and bats. He, they, don't, they don't count that as part of his salary. That's just to play the game. He needs a glove, he needs a bat. So Hashem's saying, if you keep my mitzvahs, I'll give you good conditions to do more mitzvahs. So it's not called schar, it's a chetimsa for service. If we thank Hashem and we're appreciative and the gifts of life are turned into a relationship, that's not schar. If the person is not appreciative for the kindness of Hashem, so that, that, that by its definition is schar. You got, you got things. If it's a chetim of this Hashem, so then it's the bad and the ball to play the game. It's not schar. The answer to Katayinti Mikola Chasadim is the thanking Hashem, is the appreciation of the thing itself. It's a sugi that we have to we that we have to study at this time. And it's, it's a sugi that we have to get into at the time of it, where there's a, there's a, there's a kuf, that's lahayde sulahalal, to gratitude, to appreciation. But I want to say that the kindnesses that Hashem does for us are for the intended purpose of us recognizing He loves us and He's into us, and for us to take notice that Hashem is, is giving us things and wants us to take notice. At that point, it's not schar at all. It's part of Avoidus Hashem, the very chesed He gives us. The very chesed He gives us and just wants us to take notice and appreciate the kindness. So then it becomes part of Avoidus Hashem, remarkably. We discussed by Avram Avinu. That Avram It's a mind-boggling deal that we can get goodness from Hashem. And it's part of our Avaidus Hashem. The mind-boggling Avaidus Hashem. He, Hashem just wants us to know and to notice that the goodness was intended to us.
All too often we have a sense, it's interesting, when people, are, when all of us have difficult situations, we tend to be good at noticing, Hashem, how many guys Hashem have it out for me? Why did Hashem do this to me? And we notice that things that happen to us is for an intended purpose. For whatever, to test our amuna, to pray, to do tshuva, whatever we conclude. But there's a natural tendency to notice on challenges that it was intended for us. On the goodness of Hashem, we tend to think we stole it. The Nisayin is not the chap. There was a nice saying of that goodness. There was a gaimel to the chesed that we got. To notice that Hashem is giving me this kindness, to take note of this kindness was handed to me. Hashem, purpose with purpose, had a point and handed me the kindness. That's the job of the recipient. At that point that we noticed somebody was goimel, Hashem was goimel, and wanted me to have that goodness, we are full with a natural gratitude. We have an akar satayv that we're full up. And it's not schar at all. It was a chetimsa for our avayda. So not only did we receive goodness, we'll actually get schar for that goodness that we received. It was part of our avaydas Hashem. We received, we took notice, it was intended for me. It was intended for me. You know, you can go to the dining room, eat a bowl of soup. Did the cook cook it for you? Did the cook cook? So I, I want to just chazer the pshat, and we'll end with this. We say every morning, she'asa li called sarki. The word li is extra. Sha'asa called sark means Hashem provides my needs. Let's say provides me my needs. Provides my needs means to me. If you gave it to you, it's not called providing my needs. So the li is entirely extra. Should say sha'asa called sarki. Shem provides my needs. Provides my needs by its name, by definition, means he gives it to me. Saying he provides me my needs. He provides... My needs to you. <laughs> Providing my needs means to me. The li is completely extra. Should say sha'asa kol tzarki. Hashem provides my needs. The pshat in the li is that when you go into the dining room, the cook made lunch. He wasn't thinking about you at all. He made lunch. And you come in. You got a bowl of soup. He made a bowl of soup. His job, he had a gun to us that he gets fired if he doesn't. And you took a bowl of soup. Sha'asa li means understanding the cook made it for me. It was, by des- it was designed for me. We, we often feel our needs are provided, we know, but it was provided. It was, punkt was a shloim sang, and you, you punkt were here. If you wouldn't have here, you might have sang anyway. That's not how things work in this world. Sha'asa li, Hashem had in, me in mind. It was done li for me. Hashem had me in mind, was thinking about me when I had that delicious goodness of friendship, of, of any the goodnesses that we have, it was designed for me. When we understand it that way, there's a natural gratitude and relationship that we're filled with. When we understand Sha'asali Koltsarki, then the very goodness we receive becomes part of our Avaida. So that's what I wanted to share on gratitude. Let's get to second Seder. For those that didn't have Mincha, there'll be a minya next door. Thank you, Thank you. Hi, Rabbi Rosenbaum. Shlomo Guri.